The Sci-Fi Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast. The Sci-Fi Film Podcast. Hello, good evening, afternoon, morning, whatever time it is where you are, and welcome to the Sci-Fi Film Podcast. We start this evening with some serious news. Which I'll is make a change. Which is that unfortunately, due to circumstances beyond their control, we had to watch another werewolf movie. I didn't have to. <laughs> anyway, right. Uh, I'm Andy Walker, as you may well know, and I'm here with my son, Scott, again, as usual, perfect normal and everything, because he is the upper half of it and all that. Hello, Scott. Hello. How you doing? I was wondering where you were going with the actual speaking of that. It, so it did seem very sort of, almost, almost sort of Cabs of the Crypt sort of style. I don't know, actually. I, it just sort of happened as I, as I started talking. I don't quite know. Mix between David Attenborough and Tales of the Crypt. David Attenborough? Yeah, it was more the sort of... more like Richard Attenborough, I must say. Yeah, oh, right, yeah. The hair's not as thick, though. He's dead, so, yeah. Um... <laughs> we'll start off on a cheery note again, are we? Feeling my age. And um, so, yes, how are you? What? How are you? You're what? 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 Sort of, I, I got to your, your apology that you put out to everyone at the beginning is it is my fault for picking this film again again I yeah again i, I know but, werewolf movie but in actual fact it wasn't as bad as the first one slightly okay, no, no, okay, okay yeah i will give you that it wasn't as bad as as the the other one yeah i will give you that it, it wasn't as bad it wasn't, it wasn't like my my but it was slightly Anyway, shall we talk about the others first? That might help. Yes. Okay, so we've got two short films first of all. Um, the first of them is a short uh, film called Intruders. Uh, now, depending on where you look, this either came out in 2014 or 2017. Um, it was uh, it's on the Screenfest yeah. um, uh, channel. Uh, which I think it was on the screen the screen fest channel from 2017, but I think it originally yeah. came out in 2014. Um, apparently, it's an anthology of three short segments, which I didn't realise at the time. Uh, one called 545, one called Jackov, and one called Inspector. I don't really have any details about cast and crew or anything for these. But I do have a synopsis. 
-hmm. And the synopsis says, in the aftermath of a deadly haunting in a small suburban home, a sinister, omnipresent entity proceeds to cause havoc in the private lives of a young boy, an unsuspecting teen, and an absent-minded inspector. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, as I say, I didn't realise this was an anthology. It's quite weird, actually. You don't normally get an anthology in a short film because mm. of the fact that they, each part is so short. Um, well, it's the fact that two of them are, are, are pretty much the same thing. Yeah, well, one one's later on in the in the from the first story. Yeah, I mean, the, the first one and the third one seem to be very connected. And the second one had me a bit confused because it didn't seem to be connected to the other two at all. No. But, to be honest with you, I think that the middle one was the better one of the three. Yeah, it was very bizarre, but yeah. It was, was bizarre, but I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was so well done. Don't wrong, some of the effects that they used on the first, first one mainly, mainly with this whole, like the sort of, Noises in the background and the the sort mm. of apparitions you see and all that. I think were very well done. Yeah. The second one again. I, I think the sorry the third one. I sort of I realised obviously it was the same house. So I was I was paying way more attention to everything that was going on. Yeah. I kept like there was a part of it where he's taking photos and I kept I kept slowing the video down to see whether or not I could see anything in the flashes. Yeah. And it was, but it just it was one of the things that I, it proper made me pay attention to what's going on to sort of see if I could Yeah, the first one is a bit odd. It's a bit weird. And as you say, the third one, it's in the same place. It's just later on and it just, it's okay. The second one, I'll tell you, it reminded me, some of the effects in it reminded me of some of the things that when uh, recently I watched Smile. I haven't watched it. I want to watch it. And there's some effects in that that, are, that, remind, that were very similar to the effects in the second part of the film, the second part in this one. Um, I, I mean, it's okay as a, as a as an anthology. The three of them kind of work in in their own right and that, but I don't quite see why they put together, really. It, it didn't no, it's just the, first, the, the first and third one fit well. I think the second one would, would have been all right just by itself, really. Yeah, absolutely. But I've got me with the second one, I did have to <coughs> go back on a little bit of it because... When you first, when obviously you see the boy look for the telescope with the building across, it did look very, um, well, it didn't look like what was going on. It looked so it was something different and so like something was, something else was going on. So I had to go back and was like, hey, did, I, did I see it right or was it? Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I, I just, I like the, the the effects on it, the way it's done, I think it was really good. And it, and it was, uh, I think it was very well done and very clever and I liked that I liked that middle set one a lot. Yeah. The other two were okay. They were well made and they they kind of, you know, worked, but I didn't quite see the connection between all three of them. No, it's the same. It, if the first and third one I think would have been good just merging them together and I think the second one would have been alright as a stand uh, by itself. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the second film uh, is from 2023, and this is a sci-fi film called Wakener. Um, written and directed by Anthony Ferraro. Uh, the cast is uh, Roman Johnson, uh, Nemo Purcell, 
Sapna, well, I keep whistling, Sapna Gandhi, Anthony DiPetro, and Jonathan Castile. Um, this is, uh, this is by its own admission, he says, a Lovecraftian cosmic horror journey. Uh, and the film follows a broken and haunted ship technician and a young honourable military officer. Their paths collide when a ghost ship powered by tech outlaws centuries ago mysteriously appears at Point Station. The station's chief, of, chief officer orders the ship secretly investigated for nefarious reasons. As a result, the technician and officer are compelled to fulfil an ancient and catastrophic destiny. Now, there's two reasons why I chose this film. Okay. Um, one is because of the fact that it, it, I was just interested by the fact that it had uh, connections to H.P. Lovecraft. Um, the other one is the fact that I actually follow a guy on uh, YouTube yeah. who does these um, videos of how to buy stuff from pound stores and turn them into usable... Um, uh props and things like that for making sci-fi and horror films yeah. so it's like how to take something from a power store turn it into a usable prop without costing too much money and he did a lot of the stuff on this film he, he made a lot of the uh the set design and some of the yeah. um uh some of the uh guns and things like that he made them and he shows you on his channel how oh, he wow. made them so i was interested when i saw that he'd done they done a full film yeah. To see how well it works. And they do work very well, I must say. They do. Yeah, they on, do. If you go onto his channel and have a look at the ones he made, it shows you what they are. When you watch it, you kind of go, ah, how that looks so right. It doesn't yeah. look like the things you, you, you <laughs> made it from. Um, I don't know. What did you think of the film? I don't know. It's, it's a very weird film, I think. It's just, it's not what I was expecting. I can't remember. It was. Like the sort of set design and the tech and the tech were very well done. The acting I thought was quite it was alright actually. Yeah. Um it what I like about it is the fact that it's that almost that sort of thing that no, it's I don't know if it was just the fact I'm reading too much into it or what, but I like the fact that there was the sort of still that class divide with everyone like aiming for the next bit up, but yeah. It's sort of the lower dans are obviously as they looked at it and they're sort of expendable. Yeah. Well, that's how it made, made to look by the higher people. And I thought the way that they showed that, instead of it being, oh, because you're from that class, it's because of the ranks they were. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was very well done. But I, I don't know, I liked a lot of the, the visual effects in it. Yeah. Right? I, I, Especially I, when it comes to the, the eye, the eyes and like sort of some of the tech that we use. Yeah. I, I think it was, it was done really well. And then the, just the, body or whatever it was that was on the ship when that comes to, to life that was really well done it worked really well um and and the, like the the kind of the 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 um the being or whatever it was you know the ancient god or whatever that was done really well yeah um and it worked really well as a film it, it really does i think there's not very much about it that i would say didn't work like i did like the ending to it because it's 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 a one of them films that we've We've actually found sort of rare on this is the fact that it's fine the way it is, it ends where it ends, but it could 
left it open for it could be like made into something else or yeah like made another one of but it's fine the way it is as well if yeah. if it doesn't it's it's sort of it's okay and i like that but i liked what i liked about it as well is that the whole the whole trying to cover things up yeah. and sort of trying to find loopholes around everything and i thought it was just some of those sort of things that they were doing i thought was just amazing it was. It was really well done, and and the, the uh, as you say, the actors. I think the actors, the, the two main actors, I think were really good. They they were. Yeah. They, they made it work really well. Yeah. It, 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 it they fitted the parts really well, and I think it's. Uh, I think it's quite it's quite a good film. It's quite a good little film. I don't think it cost much to make, and I th- I think it's. Uh, it's all all, uh, you know, fair pay to all of them for for making a film that good. Yeah, it's very good film and it's saying it's 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 great the way it ended and everything like that. And I think if, if they wanted to extend it they could. But it, it's saying it, it's amazing the way it is as, as it is. Yeah. It's a really good film and I think everybody involved in it should should be really uh yeah. pleased with what they've actually done done. Really good. Okay. On to our feature film. Uh, this is a film from 1972, which is actually a television movie. It was, it was a made-for-TV movie called Moon of the Wolf. Uh, the director is Daniel Petrie. Uh, the writers are Alvin Sapinsley and Les Witten. Uh, once again, for anybody who hasn't heard our like, recent um, episodes, we're just going to give you the basic uh, rundown of who did stuff and who was in it. Uh, I'm not going to detail about what films they've been in. We will give you the link for the IMDb um, page for the films. Because otherwise, some films will be here all night. So, uh, there you go. Well, not even some films, it's just certain actors will be here all night. So, the cast of this film, uh, the main star was David Jensen. Now, for anybody who doesn't know, David Jensen was in dozens upon dozens of different TV shows. Most of the time, he played, like, policemen. In almost everything, yeah. Uh, occasionally not, but most of the time he played policeman. Uh, and strangely enough, he's playing a policeman in this. He plays the sheriff. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of what he did in a, in a lot of ways. But I remember him being in everything. But I, there was a time in the sort of seventies when he seemed to be on TV all the time. But I don't remember him doing much in the way of horror and sci-fi stuff, really. No, maybe this put him off. These dramas, maybe this put him off. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Uh, the uh, we also got Barbara Rush. Now Barbara Rush did do some. Uh, she did a lot of TV stuff as well, but she did do some sci-fi and some horror stuff, including she was in the 1950s film It Came from Outer Space, which is a brilliant film. Um, <laughs> uh, then we have uh, Bradford Dillman, John Berardino, uh, Jeffrey Lewis. Now Jeffrey Lewis has been in loads and loads and loads and loads of things. I can't remember any of them offhand. Um, and all the well, the problem is all the time he plays a supporting character actor. Okay, yeah. supporting character part. He doesn't he's never I'm never known him to be a star, even a, a, a sort of second star as such. But he's always been in lots of films and that, you know, he just he's just always yeah. he's been around. Uh 70s and 80s, he was in loads of things. Uh then we have uh Royal Deno. It's a great name. Uh, John Davis Chandler, Claudia McNeil, Paul R. DeVille, Dan Priest, 
Robert Phillips, uh, Serena Sande, uh, George Sawaya, Dick Crockett, Sonny Klein, Emery Hollier, and Teddy Earhart. So the synopsis for this film says, after several locals are viciously murdered, a Louisiana sheriff starts to suspect he may be dealing with a werewolf. I mean, it's fairly typical TV movie fodder when it comes down to it. Um, but I think saying that the sheriff suspects that he might be dealing with a werewolf is a bit of a stretch when it's actually pointed out to him that it could be a werewolf by a completely different character and he doesn't believe it. I think it's the fact it's pointed out to him by about four different people. Yeah. And he doesn't actually believe any of them until pretty much the last minute until he sees it. And then even then, he's like, oh, okay. Now, I, I can't help that. I've got to say this, right? If anybody out there has ever seen Spaceballs, the werewolf in this film reminded me of the way that John Candy was dressed, was made up in Spaceballs. He just yeah. looks like somebody's face painted a dog on him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he's, he's, the end of his nose was a slightly different colour <laughs> and he had some hairy bits. <laughs> what, like, what, what I like about this, though, is it's called Moon of the Wolf. Yeah. Not once does he actually turn because of the moon. No. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with it. According to it it's an illness. Yeah. Which, I, f I love the idea for a start, by the way. In fact, it's not because of like the lichen disease. It's purely because of an illness and you get a lust for blood. Yeah. But, but it's, yeah, I mean, I don't know why it was called Moon of the World. And it seems to be almost genetic as well, which I think is quite weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It was... The film as a whole was, was kind of like, I mean... There's so much of this film where nothing really happens <laughs> apart from people talking at each other. It's just the fact that, like, a lot of it, bearing in mind that this is like a small little town, and they had quite a big town hall that you'd see in a lot of the shots, but yet they always held meetings outside it in the car park. Well, you know, maybe they weren't allowed to use it during the day, I don't know. But it. <laughs> weren't allowed to use it during the day. It's, it's the, the, the thing that got me about this, to be honest, is the fact that it's like, um, I mean, it does look some looks like somebody has taken an episode of a fairly average drama series, a, ex, being extended it into being a full-length film by just padding scenes out with people talking to each other. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of them. I, I've got to admit, though, like, I don't know whether or not this, this going to sound really weird, and I'm sorry to any of my friends or people that I know that are watching this, listening to this, I don't mean to sound offensive, but I hang around with a lot of a lot of people that are way more hairier than that guy. Than that yeah. I am. I'm hairier than that werewolf. Wasn't it to I me. know. <laughs> and it just, it did, I've got to admit, it was, <laughs> I love the way that they did the transformation as well. It was, it was a stun shock. Well, no, it wasn't. That's the thing. Everyone seemed to be very okay with it. It's just like looking at him going, oh. Yeah, it's even at the end of it, even when they do the, the hunting group to go and get him, no one turns around and goes, talking rubbish. 
No one turns around and goes, don't believe you, mate. Like, there's no one to turn into a werewolf. Everyone turns around and goes, yeah, that's plausible. Yeah. Oh, like, a werewolf, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So you said it was dogs a couple of days ago. Now you said it's a werewolf. And it's one of the guys that owns the, the whole town. Yeah. Hang on a minute. Surely, surely someone would have turned around and went, I don't believe you. <laughs> It, it, it's, I mean, there's a lot of that in B movies all over the place, that sort of thing, where, where it's kind of like people say the most <laughs> ludicrous things, and everyone goes, "Oh, okay." Oh, it's just what I did. What I did like about this is, I know this is going to sound, the sound a bit weird, but it had the typical thing for that sort of genre. It's that very time period, especially for American films when it was done in Louisiana or uh, New Orleans, and it was there was a group of white people that were very, very. Either a sort of either hillbilly sort of type, or sort of like like the swamp people and all that, on the high ends of it. And there seemed to be one coloured person that knew everything that was going on, and no one believed them. Yep. Yeah. And it's just like it's the fact that honestly, if she if they had to turn around the beginning, what do you think? Yeah. It would have all been a done and dusty. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and uh, I mean, David Jensen's quite good at doing that kind of brooding sort of like you know. Mm, what's happening here? Sort yeah, of... I, I noticed that when he um, when you see the scene of the the jail the jail door on the on the on the desk, and he's just got his hands rested gently on it, and that brooding sort of look. Yeah, as the think, camera pans into him. I, th I think that um, I can't remember his name now. The the guy who was who played the lead in in um, in uh, CSI of uh, Miami. Um, oh, what, you mean the guy that used to take glasses off? He used to take his glasses off and put them back on again all the time. Oh, I CSI. He, yeah. he learned his uh, his acting. Yeah, CSI Miami. I, I reckon he. I reckon he. Uh, he learned his acting skills from David Jensen because oh, he had Dave, his, uh, David Caruso. 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 Yeah. 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 With that whole sort of taking the glasses off and then putting them back on. It's just, yeah. Yeah. It definitely. Slightly, slightly looking at the camera at a slight angle. Yeah. <laughs> It was yeah. just. I don't know. It, on the whole, I mean, this is not a. It's not something I could say is an absolutely awful film. No. Just not good. <laughs> it has its moments where it, it. It has its moments where it looks like it's going to get good. But it never quite achieves it. Yeah, it's almost that point of like you sort of on the edge of your seat, and it's just going to get better. It's going to get better, and then it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, then the scene goes somewhere else. And you're like, oh, okay. Or, or it just plods on with another bit of people talking to each other. Do you know, I've got me. I sat there at the end of this kind. Oh, it's going to get better. It's going to get better as well. And then the credits roll, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the end. Just, I've got me that. It's just it was. Out of all the film, out of, out of all the werewolf films I've seen, and I use that word that word loosely with this. Out of all the werewolf films I've seen and films with werewolves in them, that is the most dramatic, but unaction-like or anything way that I've ever seen a werewolf be killed. Yeah, well, that's it's not I'm... like the fire even hit it, or it could have it was stuck and it could have run away. It hit the bush in front of him, hit the in front of it, and he stood there and let the fire take overtake him, and then he fell to the floor. 
it, it, yeah, the end was really a bit of an anti anti climax. It was just kind of like, oh, really? Okay. It's, it's, it's almost like they filmed a lot of the film with people talking and then went, oh, hang on, we've got to end this now. Um, yeah, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's the whole scene as well was the horse that ran, was running around for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was a sit like the, the barn was on fire. There weren't any animals in it for a start. And he was chasing after a horse that was running around, even though he said he was going to the barn. It just, it confused me. And oh, it's... It, I mean, it was a, it, it, yeah, there was a lot about it that wasn't good. But I would say I've seen a lot worse werewolf films than this. Yeah, and the ones we've done on here is, Definitely better than Werewolves of the Third Riot. Absolutely. But not anywhere as good as any other film that we've seen. And that's that's pushing it, bearing in mind how badly we've rated some of the other ones. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's not as bad as, as, as uh, Starship Invasions or, or, or Humanoids of the Deep. Oh, God, you actually said it right. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely in the top five. I'd say for the worst ones, but top five, right? The, the top on the bottom five for the worst films we've watched. Yeah. But again, it's it's very close within the top four. I'd say. Yeah, no, I know, I know. It's it, it's, it's not great. No, and the thing I, about it is that I mean, TV movies never have a high budget. No, I got when I picked when I picked this, I didn't realise it was a TV movie. All I see. No. And I said to Amy after I was watching it, and I said to Amy, she, she sort of looked at me like, what's the matter? I was like, when I choose a film next time, remind me to look at it before I suggest it. <laughs> Literally all I did was go, oh, this works. This is the name and sent it to you. I didn't actually yeah, yeah. check it out. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. It's, it's, I mean, I do it quite often. I'll pick films and then go, oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's the thing, I, I genuinely thought this was going to be a lot more, lot more Millwolf orientated than... Well, I turn up at the last five minutes. <laughs> well, not only that, but the, the the title does give you the feeling that it might actually be a werewolf rather than somebody who's been to a face face painting tent. At a, at yeah, a, uh, someone, someone bizarre. has. Yeah, it honestly, looks like he's had his face painted and then got and then fallen on the floor in a hairdresser's. Yeah, <laughs> that's all he looks like. He just is quite. <laughs> yeah. I say, I've, I've, I've shaved my head the last couple of days and there's more hair come off me than that in long evening. Yeah. And it's just... I, and it, was, it was that thing of having <laughs> tip of yeah, it was a different colour. It was like, yeah. what was that all about? I just... It, I almost had almost like sort of um, Wizard of Oz reject. <laughs> Wizard of Oz reject sort of vibe. So it turned up and you've gone, nah, you're right, mate. <laughs> like, he's like, but yeah. I've got the costume and everything. I'm like, yeah, you're not worried. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's. It would be better if they'd given him a peach fuzz mask. <laughs> okay, better if they used a real dog. <laughs> well, yeah. Now they only do that if they if they run up to be shrews. Um. <laughs> Well, there you go. Okay, so we had uh, we had uh, two short films. We had the first one, which was the anthology, which was Intruders, which had some good points and some good stuff in it, but I'm not sure it worked together as a whole. Uh, Wakener, which was a good 
film all the way through and, and had some very good bits to it. And Moon of the Wolf, which was yeah. Uh, yeah. It's definitely it's definitely obvious that it was a straight to TV film. Yeah. Or a made for TV film. Yes, definitely. It's it's not one that you could go, ah, oh, maybe you want to pop the like video or something first. It's like, nah, this went straight to TV. Yeah, it was, it was only made, made for, for the TV market. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't even say that it's one that you could have sort of late night Sunday watching or something. It's, it's, yeah. it's not it even... might have been good at the time, but it's. Just... I'm not sure about that even. To be honest. <laughs> Having watched TV at the, in the 1970s and that sort of thing, it was a lot. There was a lot more drama in things like the A Team. In than <laughs> from the sounds of it, there was a lot more drama in some cartoons than Warner's. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Talking of which, uh, next week we do have the first of two weeks where we will be watching purely animation. 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 Um, we will be watching two short animations and then we will be watching an anime feature film next week. Yes. And then the week after we have, again, two short feature, uh, two short uh, animation films and then we will be watching a full length cartoon adult animation thing uh related to I would have rephrased that related to a film that we reviewed in the very first season oh no not that one yeah oh dear there we go I might be ill that day <laughs> for a change oh. uh, <laughs> let the Amy watch it we can do it instead she can watch it this time, and I can just sit there and laugh at her when she goes, it's making my head hurt. <laughs> okay. So, uh, thank you very much, Scott. Okay. Your input and output and... What input and my output? Output and... <laughs> whatever. Um, and uh, I was going to say, do you know what I was just going to do? I was going to thank me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like me. to thank myself. I'd like to thank myself for doing whatever the hell it is I do. And then uh, we'll do that something else. Okay. Thank you to anybody and everybody that might be out there listening, watching, scratching your bum or whatever you're doing. And uh, we will be back again. Bye. Bye. The Cyphora Film Podcast. Sci-Fora Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast.